morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Rob is in AJ and now in middle school. We're going to give you three questions, get two out of three correct. You'll go see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, Pink Floyd show. I was going to say Saucer Full of Secrets. It's a completely different thing. Sounds like somebody needs to do dishes. All right, let's get this thing going. All right, Rob, here we go. Um, You may have seen some of the coverage of the Taylor Hawkins tribute show in Los Angeles. I'm going to ask you, we'll we'll name two acts. You tell us which one of the acts was actually there. Okay, first question. Elton John or Queen? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Queen. That is correct. Nice job. Um, Okay. Who was there at the Taylor Hawkins tribute show? Were there guys from Motley Crue there or were there guys from Journey there? Um, Gosh, I'm going to say Journey. No, Motley Crue. That's their home base. Yeah. Los Angeles. They live right down the street. So, uh, yeah, I think Tommy Lee and Nikki Six were there. Um, all right, then. Okay. Who was there at the Taylor Hawkins tribute show? A member of Ario Speedwagon or a member of Heart? God, I don't know. Um, I'm going to guess a member of Heart. Yes. You are correct. The incredibly attractive Nancy Wilson. Nancy Wilson was there. They played Barracuda with Pink singing. We played a little clip of that yesterday, which was kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, you got two out of three without knowing anything, Rob. <laughs> pretty good. That's my life. All right. So uh, you stumbled into tickets here. Hang on. We'll get you all set up. Thanks so much. You know, that was a six-hour show that yeah. uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute in, in L.A. It was that, it's now, I guess the forum has been renamed something corporate, so they yeah, called no it doubt. something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should mention that, you know, some of our audience might not know who Taylor Hawkins is. You may be thinking, who is she? It was yeah. actually uh, a guy, the drummer for Foo Fighters for many years. Yeah. Um, he also well, played well with Alanis liked. Morissette and a bunch yeah. of other people. Yeah, Very well-liked and well-respected guy. So, yeah. Um, By the way, Rush was there also, and uh, they were introduced by Jack Black, whose beard looked like it was borrowed from James Harden. It was swallowing his entire head. Yeah, he's uh, Jack Black. uh, He hasn't done anything notable in a while, but God love him. He still seems to be everywhere. And another guy who is universally apparently liked. Yeah, seems like a nice guy. He got out. He introduced Rush the other night. What's wrong with this headline? All right. Prison escapee climbed out of cell window over barbed wire fence, sources say. Well, um, a window in the cell in and of itself. (laughs) Window in the cell is one of my favorite cure songs. Um, Window in the cell opens. Yeah. And it's big enough for him to get out of. Yeah, he's a uh, convicted murderer. What is maximum security now? Double pane windows? Yeah, I was going to say. What is that? Yeah, I wouldn't... Little, uh, got the little metal thumb lock. How on, how is on the, the track? I mean, I understand. Look, if you want to, if you want to put windows in prison cells, put like five portholes in there. You know what I mean? Like like five circular portholes or something like that. Don't put anything that's big enough for somebody to smash or open and then be able to squeeze their body through. Here's the problem. It's like an animal house when John Belushi says they took the bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they took the <laughs> bars. Yeah, yeah. Where no. are the bars? 
Yeah, I don't know. Where are well, the Well, last, last thing we want to do is have somebody in prison feel uncomfortable, <laughs> like they're uncomfortably yeah. confined or maybe claustrophobic. That's in the Las Vegas area, by the way. All right. Well, good. Um, well, so. I, I'm going to change my travel plans yeah. for this evening. Too close, but not exactly close. Yeah. won't get this anywhere else yeah this is uh something that started off as a joke and the joke is has spread across the united states around the world and it's time for another mark and neanderthal nun sighting i saw a nun i saw a nun so i say just call us so here it is at 480-470-KSLX, yet another nun sighting. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting one, too, because Tom listens on the free KSLX app in Ottawa in uh, Canada. All right. And this didn't happen here in the southwest. It actually happened in the northwest. But, Tom, it was not by you. It was by a family member in Oregon. It was my my daughter, and she she was visiting here a couple a couple weeks ago, and I had you guys on, and she heard it, and she thought it was hilarious the the nun sighting that you guys do. All right, so she goes back to Bend, Oregon. So how does she wind up seeing these nuns and photographing them? She was actually alerted to it by her dog Otto, and the dog barked, and they looked up. Her and her husband looked up and saw these two nuns walking by, getting ready to go hike in uh, Bend, Oregon. Are, are, wait, wait, wait! Is, is the dog is. nun averse? The dog is none averse, I believe. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? Also, penguin averse. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hundred percent. This was Bend, Oregon, and I believe in the in picture Bend, you can Oregon. actually you can actually see they're wearing backpacks, right? They're wearing backpacks, and one of them is actually wearing a baseball hat over her habit. <laughs> That she's a, I, don't, I don't know that she can legally cite you for that. She's out of uniform. That, I know she is. She has to take the hat off as she enters the sacred chambers. Of yeah, course, yeah. either that or if she hits you with a ruler. Absolutely. Rule, if she hits you with a ruler with the baseball hat on, she's out of uniform. It doesn't count. <laughs> it counts as abuse, not yes. nunnery. Yes. yes. So, uh, so this was in Bend, Oregon. They're about to go. The nuns are about to go hiking and. And and the dog was responsible for the whole thing. Yeah. The dog was responsible because uh, my daughter was not paying attention. And then the dog barked. And all of a sudden, they look up and they snap the photo. She snapped the photo of, of the nuns walking by. And love the backpack view. That's just that's my favorite part of the that and the baseball hat. It's amazing. I like it all because nun is spelled the same way backwards and forwards. And so is the name of the dog, Otto. Yes, it's a good point. That's very true. This was all meant to be. <laughs> Is that a pound drum? <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. It's so good. You're welcome. Right. Uh, just consider that. The idea started here in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. It went via the free KSLX app to Ottawa in Canada mm -hmm. and then traveled down to Bend, Oregon. So there's an argument to be made that it's a Mark and Interpol international nun sighting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, if you see one, let us know about it. Out in public, you don't often see one. So call when you see a nun. Oh, call when you see a nun. Call when you see a nun. A nun. When you see a nun. Time to give credit where credit is due. How so? I got to tell you, 
the John Hamm and Flow commercials for is that Progressive? I would assume so. Yeah, those are Progressive. Yeah, those are great commercials. Have you seen the latest one where she shows up at his apartment because he has a burst pipe, no. but he's faked the whole thing just to get her over there? Um, and the the thing is, you know, they've been running this series of commercials where John Hamm is absolutely crazy about Flow, and she keeps just blowing him off. She barely even notices him. Yeah, they they had it. The first one was that you know they had a date before he was famous and before you know. And she was just young uh, in the industry. And, calls him Tom. And calls, yeah, mis, mis, <laughs> misidentifies him and stuff. And, and I mean, it's just, and the great thing about it is John Hamm is so self-effacing that he's able to do these things. I will say this, between uh, the Flow commercials, the Allstate commercial, the one with uh, Mayhem, uh, J.K. Simmons, the guy that won the Academy Award for the the Mr. Holland's Opus type, not the Mr. Holland's Opus, the uh, yeah, for the, it was a music, the teacher music teacher movie, movie yeah, yeah. He, and he's still doing those. Um, and the Geico Caveman and the Geico, you know, rap well, problem, all those commercials. I, the insurance industry is killing it right now they, as far as being entertaining. They do great commercials like this one ends up where she explains to him that she can never be with him. I'm sorry, John, but I'm already in love with insurance. You know that's weird, right? Well, I guess this is goodbye. Oh no, John Ham, you're a customer now. I'm going to protect you 24-7 forever and ever. It's actually very romantic. Well, insurance is my love language. Again, very weird. Yeah, very weird, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, He's very funny. Yeah, and she, really is is. she is too. She is too. The woman that great, plays yeah. Flo's name is Stephanie Courtney. She's a comedian. Yeah. Um, but you're right, though. Insurance, insurance commercials are, they are great to the same level as the level that all of us don't want to buy insurance. Well, it's a necessary evil. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to badmouth the insurance company, but it's something that you buy hoping you never have to use. Exactly. Because so we if don't, you have to use your insurance, then something bad has happened. Right. We don't want to buy it because we're like, nothing bad's going to happen. But then if, if you don't buy it, you're screwed. Yeah. If you, if you don't have, as some say, insurance, then you're in big trouble. And it's not very interesting. Like insurance, and, and by the way, with all, with all and it can be confusing. my insurance agents who are fantastic and have always been cool, um, your industry is not cool. Jake from State Farm, as cool as he might be and as yoked as he might be and as jacked as he might be, is not cool. You're selling insurance. It's not, it's not a glamorous industry. And so those commercials, the more entertaining they are, the more likely I am. And look, we just did. We just They're mentioned great. five or six different insurance yeah. companies. They didn't pay for the advertising. They have figured out that if they do something entertaining, people will talk about it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, feminine hygiene product industry could oh, learn. Boy. Yes, they from could. The, yes. the toilet paper industry is starting to move in that direction of more entertaining commercials. Yeah, a little, little jokingness. You know, uh, one of the, I think the pioneers in this was ESPN when they used to do those commercials for SportsCenter and stuff like that. They were the pioneers of, hey, if we do something funny or entertaining, people will talk about us and it, it won't sound like they're talking about a commercial. I don't know about pioneers, but they were kick ass. Those were kick-ass yeah. promos for ESPN. Yeah. Most of them were fantastic. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. And, and I, I would say that most of the uh, the insurance company commercials are they're, pretty good. They're phenomenal. They, they might be the best commercials on TV right now. So yesterday I mentioned that my college, Brockport State, is inducting me. It's a very nice honor. Into the Alumni Hall of Fame. And yeah, I guess. Paul doesn't believe it, no. so you actually tracked somebody down from the school. Yeah, I actually, uh, thanks to Guido for doing this, I, I actually put him on, on this yesterday. The minute I heard about it, I am skeptical of your induction. And so we found uh, Kerry Gotham, who is... Oh, some, okay. I've seen some, the name. Yeah, Kerry yeah. is uh, is a representative yeah. of some sort from the uh, Brockport State College University, whatever it is. Kerry, Kerry, what is it that you do? 
I'm the director of alumni engagement at SUNY Brockport. I heard you calling it Brockport State, yeah. but, um, but uh, we call it SUNY Brockport now. You know, well, I'm going I'm back to the old days there. Yeah, yeah, I never attended it, which brings me to this question. Why the hell is Mark going into your Hall of Fame? Well, Mark's a great alum. Uh, we're, we're very happy to have him as part of our Brockport family. He's, you know, what he's done in his career, what he's done in the community, and, uh, you know, he has to put up with you all day, Paul, so that should be an award <laughs> in itself. So, Why do I get the feeling I'm being had here? Uh, okay, are there any other? That's pretty good. Could you possibly name another more famous alum from SUNY Brockport, please? I, I know of one. Go ahead, Kerry, because uh, I think we're going to hit on the same guy. I think uh, one of our uh, alums is somebody that you don't know until you see his face say, oh, yeah, that guy, um, the great actor Bill Fickner. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, he plays a jerk in everything. He's, uh, he's a bad guy quite often, but he's a good guy in life. We in, like him. In, Arma- in the movie Armageddon, is he one of the crew that goes to the asteroid, or is he like one of the administration? He's one of the crew in that one, I believe. Yeah, he's I think you're right. And I would say he's a significantly more uh, famous alum than Mark Devine is. Would we agree? You know, Bill's got a face for uh, Hollywood, and Mark's got a face for radio. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, All right, so when was the last time the voting machines involved in the tallying of the votes for this were calibrated? (laughs) You know, we just had Dominion in here last week, so um, haven't got the report back yet. But we we think it's legit, and actually we know it's legit. So Who who makes this decision? What's What's the criteria? So we have our alumni board. That's uh, great alums who are pretty loyal to the college, and they get together, and people nominate folks. And uh, Mark was nominated by one of his classmates, who's a longtime faculty member here at the college and one of his buddies back in the day at the days of WBSU. That was the college radio station. 89.1. Cronyism (laughs) at its finest. Actually, I I did not even know that he was nominating me when it happened. Give, give us somebody besides Bill Fickner, Kerry. Uh, the great NBA coach and NBA analyst Steve Van Gundy. It's all or Stan Van Gundy. Excuse me, Stan Van Gundy is one of our one of our own. Huh. Yeah. Also more famous than Mark. But you know, yeah. I'll be sitting around in a smoking jacket with both of them in a lounge uh, somewhere at Brockport. Yeah, this is as legitimate as the <laughs> having the, a brandy. This is as legitimate as the Five Timers Club on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Jesus, man. So, Kerry, you can vouch this is uh. real. This is very real, and we're very excited to have him, as I said, as part of the Brockport alumni family. And everything that you've done in your career, Mark, the work you've done for charity and helping out kids along the way. And uh, and I, I dig that stuff you did out at that corner in Winslow, Arizona. That's pretty cool. Thanks. And just a shout-out to all our SUNY Brockport alumni in the Phoenix area. Um, we think about you often, and we'd love to come out and see you sometimes out in Phoenix. So. Thank you very much, Kerry. So, Jesus. Proof? <sighs> I'm not calling you a Hall of Famer. I'm not going th- to use that as a title. You know, I would not, never require anybody yeah, to I do just, that. Just saying, this is insufferable, and, uh, and I want to lodge not, a protest. I'm not lodge being insufferable. I'm going to lodge a protest. I don't understand how you can ride my coattails for all these years, and you get the Hall of Fame induction. I get nothing. Okay. I get nothing. Absurd on a number of levels, but... Okay. You keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Well, the uh, he kept talking about you know what you've done for kids. That was mostly... The Tim and Mark charity stuff. Yeah, I don't even was, know what that is. Uh, well, I don't know what like that, what that charity was. What was the charity? Are you? Well, I'll no, tell I'm legitimately you, asking. I'll tell you if you stop asking. Um, it is. Uh, it was called Home Base Youth Services, and we bought them a building that they could house their charity in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, funneling money to 
other people. All right, no, no, giving charity money right, if you say to so. a charity. I, I, be- I believe you. By the way, Bill Fickner was Colonel Willie Sharp in Armageddon. He's also in Pearl Harbor, Entourage, Black Hawk Down, Prison Break. Guy's got a pretty amazing yeah, career. You'd, and you'd you know him if you saw totally, him. Yeah. Totally recognize yeah. his face. He's got very, very uh, concrete features in his face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He and I will be sharing a oh, drink stop. at some point no, during some not. Brockport God, reunion. Unbelievable. He'll come over and say, you're the radio guy, aren't you? Now you're big Very time cool. You're totally big time in me. Congratulations, Mark. Well, thank this you. Good for you. I'm, I'm happy you. for you. All kidding aside, it's it's very nice to be recognized for something. It is. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, and you did great stuff for kids, and that's really what it's all about. It's for the kids. If you end anything with for the kids, it makes it all okay, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm also proud of the stuff that we have done here on the program. Oh, for there veterans you go. Veterans and pets. No, I am. It's, it's all good stuff. Well, good for you. And, uh, and for uh, SUNY Brockport... I hope you have some other notable alumni to induct sooner than later. Dan Van Gundy is pretty cool. That's not bad at all. Good for you. Let's do uh, something called the Mark and the Interpol Dumbass of the Day. Mark will tell you a story, and you'll go, oh, my God, that guy's a dumbass. Yep. That's why we call it that. And we're going to Florida again. Ah, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Even though there was a hurricane there, and it did millions of dollars of improvements to that state, we're still going to make fun of it. Yep. A funny land overrun in dumbasses. It certainly is. That's what Florida stands for. It certainly does. Our incident occurred on a Monday a couple of weeks ago. And maybe this happened because it was a Monday. You know, you, you go in, you're feeling a little bit slow. Yeah, it sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays. It can happen. I believe you get your ass kicked for something like that. Uh, no, well, if we're saying something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to the movie Office Space. Exactly. Now, our dumbass was sitting in a room with his gun, aiming it, just thinking about how much fun it was going to be later at the range. He was going to go do some shooting. Yep. And he was just kind of, you know, getting stoked for Yep. So he was practicing his aim and his trigger pressure. Dry firing, I believe is what they call it. Yep. Except to dry fire a gun... You can't have any live ammunition in. Yeah, it. that's the scent. The, the, thus, the name dry fire. Right, yeah. You can have you, the gun should be empty and or have snap caps in it, which are dummy rounds. Yeah. Well, Alec dummies, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin knows. Dummy's a good word for it. it. Certainly is. Yeah. Sadly, our dumbass did have live ammunition in his gun. Dummy. A bullet shot out, went through the wall, through a hallway, through another wall, and was stopped by a bookshelf. Now, this would have been really bad if the guy was at home, but he wasn't at home. Oh. Uh-oh. He was at work. And if that's not bad enough, um, he works in a school. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's really bad if you shoot through your own office wall, across a school hallway, and into a classroom, through the classroom, before the bullet gets stopped by the bookshelf. And it's really bad... If you're working at the school and you have the gun because you're the school resource officer. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. A real live sheriff's deputy was playing with his gun while at work, which is in a school. Yeah. Because the deputy is well-liked at the school, he's not going to lose his job. Although, if I were part of the bookshelf union... I would protest this very, very heavily. Well, I mean, if you're OSHA, you have to go in there and check the structural soundness of those mm. bookshelves now. Yep, yep. I shudder to think of how many other bookshelves might be harmed. You know, it, according to Danny Vermin, that could have been an 88 Magnum because it shoots through schools. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I don't know that one. That's a Johnny Dangerously quote. There you go. The, by the legendary Joe Piscopo. Okay. And this guy is legendary, too, because he's a Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Yes, and it was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. They've got the state's largest pre-owned inventory, over 2,000 models available at RoadrunnerHarley.com. We're heading to the weekend. It is time to give you the Mark and Neanderthal weekend preview with, with jokes. jokes. That's right. Now, this starts this weekend and runs for a whole week. It's pretty cool. The Arizona Animal Welfare League has a week-long event starting on Saturday and goes through the 8th. Thanks to Bissell, all pets over one year old have their adoption fees waived at the Arizona Animal Welfare League. That's cool. Yeah, talking about cats and dogs here. It's at the main location, which is on uh, 40th Street, and also at the Chandler Mall location. You can get info at awl.com or, excuse me, .org. There you go. Hey, Paul. Um... Why does Sally wear seashells? Why does Sally wear seashells? Oh, she grew out of her bee shells. <laughs> so, Mark, yeah. this weekend <clears throat> marks the end of September and the beginning of October. And what do you think of when you think of October? Oktoberfest? Uh-huh. The Beer. pride of all German cultural yeah. experiences, Oktoberfest. Well, you know what uh, What they call one of those restaurants that has multiple different styles of food, like Chinese and That'd Mexican? A, a fusion restaurant. All right. So when you think Oktoberfest and you think multicultural, fusing German culture with Native American culture, the only place for you to go this weekend is the Wigwam in Litchfield Park to enjoy the Litchfield Park Oktoberfest. Ah, very nice. And you know it's German because it's spelled with a K. Yeah. 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 So, if you want to do it, Litchfield Park's Oktoberfest is Saturday at the Wigwam. Plan accordingly. With that in mind, Mark, if you're going to plan, how do you catch a polar bear? How? Plan ahead. How do you catch a polar bear? Well, you cut a hole in the ice. You place peas around the hole, and when the polar bear comes up to take a pee, you kick it in the ice hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, I'm just going to read this the way it is billed. Okay. Okay. All right. This Sunday at the 44 Sports Grill in Glendale... It's Micromania Midget Wrestling. Awesome. All right. Just keep in mind. That's the way it's billed. That's the way it's billed. And the little people who are on this billing mm -hmm. referred to as midgets are complicit in their participation. It's not like little people are walking into the 44 and they're throwing them into a ring and making them fight it out for a beer. No, it's uh, This is an organized it's all event. It's sanctioned. It's a sanctioned athletic yeah. endeavor. Yep. So one day, just out of curiosity, a 16-year-old girl says to her dad, Hey, Dad, can I try on Mom's wedding dress? Mm -hmm. And the dad flips out. He's like, Oh, my God, you're not pregnant, are you? Oh, boy. And the daughter says, No, no, I'm just curious. I'm not pregnant. And the dad says, Oh, well, then, it's, it's definitely not going to fit. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
<laughs> wow. All right. Well, there it is. Your Mark and Andrew Paul weekend preview. With, with jokes. jokes. You know, a little bit cooler today. Under 100, maybe a little rain here and there. I mean, it's not Florida. It's not It's yeah. not going crazy weather-wise. There's no hurricane or anything. But I will tell you this. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. I'm sure you were completely mesmerized by the coverage of the death of Coolio. But while you were watching that, uh, there was a Florida reporter. Her name is Kyla Gaylor or Galler from NBC2, the affiliate in Florida, who did a live hit, which is oh, when, yeah. they, when they go live on a location uh-huh. during the hurricane. And uh, people were looking at the microphone. They're like, what the hell is that on the microphone? And she got a lot of questions that she had to answer. A lot of people are asking, what is on my microphone? It is what you think it is. It's a condom. It helps protect the gear. We can't get these mics wet. There's a lot of wind. There's a lot of rain. So we got to do what we got to do. And that is put a condom on the microphone. Yeah, she had a condom on her microphone. It was yeah. it's hilarious. The picture is making its way around social media right now. Even the the television station said we practice safe hurricane reporting. Um, but it literally, the woman literally put she put and and by the way, I assume it's a magnum because that microphone is good. You know. 13, right. 13, 14 inches long, and that condom is there. The the thing that makes it so absurd looking or so noteworthy is the tip. The reservoir the tip. The reservoir tip yeah, right yeah. there. Now, that would, a- would have been great for her to do the report at the edge of a reservoir. But- yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> now, as I look at Kyla, I would be, you know, first of all, how enterprising of her to have a condom on her, but giving her appearance. Uh, you'd be thankful if you were a guy that encountered Kyla and she had the condom because yeah. you'd be like, yeah, I'd like to put that to use, ma'am. Um, I imagine she could have gone into a store and... The condoms were not being gathered up by everybody in Florida. The water was. Right. Toilet you know, paper, the toilet water, paper, batteries, et cetera. Like yeah. You know, condoms probably people weren't thinking about. She was easily, easily able to get one. But um, respectfully, I would say that condom use in Florida should have been increased at, at, at all times, <laughs> at any time. I mean, if there's ever a place that could have, we could advocate safe condom usage, it would be Florida. I can imagine they'd be like, all right, let's go out to our reporter with a report that is ribbed for your pleasure. Kyla, take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just just it's, Google condom reporter, yeah, hurricane it'll, it'll Florida, yeah, it'll and it'll, it'll pop. It will pop. Yeah, right it, will, it will come up, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, um, it's, uh, and by the way, she's right. Those those microphones are very expensive. Yes, and you can't stand there in a in a rainstorm with it pouring all over the microphone. It's, I think it's interesting, though. I it's wonder, electricity that runs all that stuff. I wonder if that will be put in their, their bug out pack, you know, because those guys are out there reporting in horrible weather. Um, in those, you know, like their Columbia Sportswear, all that stuff. I wonder if they'll get a condom sponsorship. They'll be colored. They'll have the station logo on them, whatever it is. Yep. yep. Hold, holding the powerful accountable is what they are. With Trojan Man. Yeah. All right. And we open up the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Let's welcome Sid from Mesa to the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. Whoever gets more correct will graduate. If you don't graduate and you flunk out, you'll have to tell everybody. First things first, Sid, do me a favor and kick Mark out of the studio, please. Hey, Mark, can you please leave the studio? Certainly, Sid. Well, that got, a little, that got a little brighter. Mm-hmm. All right, Sid. Question number one. This 1955 Bill Haley and the Comets song was the very first rock and roll song to hit number one on the pop charts. What was it? Mm. I don't know. 
All right. Question number two. Queen's Freddie Mercury attributed these extra body parts for his incredible vocal range. What are they? Um, his adenoids. All right. Question number three. Which member of the Beatles had a son who became a member of the Who? Could you repeat that? You broke up. Which member of the Beatles has a son who became a member of the Who? Um, George Harrison. Question number four. Which famous friend danced with Bruce Springsteen in the music video for Dancing in the Dark? I don't know. And question number five. How old was Jim Morrison when he died? 27 or 33? 27. All right. Let's get Mark in here. See how he does. All right, Mark. Sid. Yep. You're taking on Sid. Question number one, Mark. This 1955 Bill Haley and the Comets song was the very first rock and roll song to hit number one. What was it? Well, it, just a guess, but I would say it would probably be Rock Around the Clock. It is one to nothing. Question number two. Queen's Freddie Mercury attributed these extra body parts for his incredible vocal range. What are they? <laughs> he had extra teeth. Question number three. Which member of the Beatles had a son who became a member of the Who? Uh, Ringo Starr. It is question number four. What famous friend danced with Bruce Springsteen in the music video Dancing in the Dark? Courtney Cox. And question number five. How old was Jim Morrison when he died? 27 or 33? He was 27. That is a five-to-one victory for Mark. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which one did Sid get right? Uh, Sid got the um, Jim Morrison question correct. Okay. Yeah. So, Sid, you know what you have to say here, don't you? Yes, I flunked out of the rock and roll school of whatever it is. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing great. Yep, fantastic. <laughs> so, Sid. Well done, Sid. Sid, stay with us because we do have a family pack, a family four pack of off-road expo tickets, okay? All right, thank you. I just would like to point out that Coolio was much more than just Gangster's Paradise. I forgot about Fantastic Voyage until we started That's playing this. That's what this is. This is a jam right All here. Right. This is that jam. You can hear that coming out of your 66 Impala. <laughs> Julio passed away, sadly, Yeah, at the age of 59. Seemed like, you know, I would see him on TV and stuff, and, you know, he'd show up on the Today Show cooking with the girls and yeah. things like that. He yeah. seemed like a pretty pretty affable guy. AC, he has the same thing that Charles Barkley has. He's infinitely likable. And now he's gone, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're going to pour it out for Julio this afternoon. You are late for work. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. Sure they're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if... You're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.